Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. And as I was thinking about what to share today, my, my thinking wasn't very far off from what I previously shared, so for, for the sake of a sermon title this morning, this is just going to be part two, so Empower for Purpose part two. And I want to do a quick recap on what I spoke about uh, and, and then sort of set us up for this morning and just listen to what the Spirit wants to say to us. Um, in the previous message, I spoke about the fact that we, we've been gifted by God as the body of Christ. He's placed certain gifts on the inside of us, and He's given us those gifts for a reason, for a purpose, not unto ourselves, but to be a blessing to the body. He gives us gifts and resources freely, but Him giving it to us and us possessing it are two completely different things. And we, we read a couple of scriptures, and we looked at some examples of what God actually gives us and he says in his word in Joshua 1, 3, I promise you, I promise Moses, wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have given you. In 1 Peter 4, 10, he says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. <clears throat> And since I, and this is John 13, 14 to 15, and since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each, other, each other's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. And so we see here there's not only the, the tangible things and the resources and the promises that God gives us, but even through the life of Jesus here on earth, he says, I've given you an example. In other words, this is what I would like for you to do while I'm with you and when I leave and until I return. And I preach this message because over the last few months, I largely thought and I've been praying about the fact that the church at large, I'm talking about the body, the bigger body, seems to be going about its business without making a real impact on society. The, the, the church exists. The church is accepted largely. The church is largely able to worship freely in most places. But yet the church seems to be lacking impact and influence. It's as if we exist and nobody knows or sees the evidence of the body of Christ wherever they live and work. As people go about their business and people go, people carry on with their struggles and the, the church is operating, but our fingerprints are not on those issues. It's like we've never been there in some instances. I also spoke about the fact that if we accept the truth of God's word, we block out every other illegitimate and unauthorized word. And the reason I say that 
or spoke about that in this message of purpose is we lose our purpose because we receive so much information and input from the outside and the wrong voices that we build our church life on the voice that comes from the outside instead of the voice that's already within through the Spirit of God. And so only once I begin to block out that voice do I begin to understand my own value and that God has called me for a purpose. Amen? I then left us with five things to think about, and these are things that we'll need to, to help us to step into power and purpose. Uh, the first one was to recognize God's Word as the ultimate authority in our lives, to study and understand what He says about you, to feed the life of the Spirit on the inside of you, to stay connected and involved with the body of Christ. And then number five, to submit yourself to being equipped. You have the gift, but it needs to be identified, number one. It needs to be unlocked, and it needs to find expression. In my experience, finding your purpose and exercising your gift works hand in hand with your involvement of the local church. God has placed you in a body for a reason. God has set you among the members of the body for a specific reason. And so, from my experience, your purpose gets worked out through your submission. You can't be on your own, running your own race, saying that it's just me and God. Many people seem to believe that theory that it's just me and God in this. Whereas we can clearly see from Scripture that he has placed you in a family so that you can have purpose, so that you can make an impact. Amen? So we're going to go into part two of this, and these are just some of the thoughts that sort of further expands the the thinking of this message. And and what I want us to do is to, to be grateful, to be thankful for the year that has been but to begin to build an anticipation and expectation of what God wants to do through you in this new year. It seems also like most times the church only stays connected to the church, but they never really, the people never really uncover their purpose because they're committed to church but not committed to the people. They're committed to church going and, and perhaps church activity but you begin to lose sight of the fact that you are here to be a blessing to other people. And living a life of purpose means much more than just being a churchgoer. Okay? So the purpose of, of this next section is for us to understand that it is God in us and through us, that will resolve the issues on the earth. And that God chooses this co-laboring method of work, not because he's incapable, but because you and I are his purpose and his plan. You are the answer to somebody's prayers, as we will see in a moment. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, we read, He made the things we can see and the things we can't see such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. 
everything was created through him and for him. Just that last portion again. Everything was created through him and for him. And you and I are part of that, everything that has been created. We've been created through him, for him. What does that mean? That when he wants to accomplish something, you and I are to execute. You and I, by the power of the Holy Spirit, not in our own strength, are to understand the mind of God for his people and exercise that which he is calling us to do. Amen? In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are God's masterpiece. A masterpiece is a complete work. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. And so it is God with us, God in us, and God through us that accomplishes his work. He wants to use you to execute the plan of heaven on earth. It has just been this way since the beginning of time, that God looks for people to do the work. Again, not because he's incapable, but he created you for this reason. And if he doesn't find the person, and if you resist the call, he will find somebody else. He will move on. The Holy Spirit is very gentle. He will ask, and he will put a burden on you. And he will prompt. But there will come a time where he will say, you want to have your own way, I need to let you have your own way. And we'll see that in some of the examples in Scripture this morning also. So what is required to see God's purpose unfold in my life? What is it that needs to happen for me to know that I'm a person of purpose? For me, the primary thing is to work towards having an excellent attitude towards God and the things of God. For me, many people lose it in the attitude and not so much in the gifting and the abilities and the resources. Many gifted people lose out on the the plan and the purpose of God because they have the wrong attitude towards the plan and the purpose. They think it's about them. They think it's about the gift. The gift is necessary, but the attitude is what will carry you through, especially when things get tough. And believe me, when you execute the plan and purpose of God on the earth, things will get tough from day one. That's why many people who come to know the Lord expect all the problems to be solved, expect everything to be taken away, all the struggles. And yes, God can deliver in a moment. God can give you a breakthrough. But have you noticed that the deeper you go with God, far more often than not, things first get worse before they get better. Because the enemy doesn't take a seat when you step up, when you avail yourself. The enemy doesn't go and rest and say, it's fine, you carry on with whatever you want to do. There will be resistance. There's a familiar portion in Romans chapter 12 where Paul encourages us to, to use our gifts, but to use them well and to use them with excellence. 
in Romans 12 from verse 6, he says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. And I thought, why does Paul go beyond the basic requirement here? Why doesn't he just say, if you have the gift of teaching, then just teach. If you have the gift of giving, then just give. But Paul seems to, in fact, go a level above and says, if that is your gift, do it above and beyond what you may think is naturally required. It's as if he says, be aware of what God has deposited on the inside of you. But when you execute that thing, do it well. Go over and above. Do it with excellence. Another way that I've understood it is, pour yourself out until there is no more, because God will give you what you need at the right time. And I asked the Lord, why this giving well? Why this doing it in excellence? It is so hard just to do it at the basic and simplistic level already. Why do it well? Because in ministry and living the life of purpose, you are required to do things well because that's where the supernatural and the grace of God meets you. You have no need of the grace of God if you want to do things just at the basic level. If you just want to do things just for the sake of doing it, just because you are being asked to do it, just because people are looking and what will they say if they don't see me do it. The grace of God will meet you when in your attitude you say, I've got this gift and I want to use every bit of it to advance the kingdom of God wherever he's placed me. That's where the supernatural meets you. That's where the grace of God meets you. Because in ministry and living the life of purpose, you will pour yourself out to people and pour and pour and pour. And one day they will just say, thank you, but no thank you. And they'll walk out. And it will happen again and again and again. It never stops. It doesn't matter how experienced you. And you know this, how you've helped people over the years. And today they can't even make a phone call to say, how are you doing? And you've helped people and they've been ungrateful. And you've helped people and they gossiped about you anyway. But it's when I go beyond that and I don't set up camp there and I don't worship the bad experience where I say I will submit to this word that the Apostle Paul is speaking. If it's my gift, then I do it well every single time because that's where I find the grace of God. That's where the supernatural meets me and I can do what he's called me to do. Amen? The supernatural needs excellent attitude.
to find expression. Doing things for God often means thankless, unseen hours of pouring yourself out until you have nothing left. And only if you do things from the right attitude do you open yourself up to God's super to touch your natural. But I'm fearful and anxious. This is often the things that come up when we speak about purpose. I don't want to because what if they don't say thank you? What if they reject me? What if they say this is not welcome here? What if nobody sees what I'm doing and all this work is for nothing? Why me? What about my age? What about my experience? What about where I come from? What about the stuff that I've been through? What about the fact that I've tried this before and it didn't work? Your excuses and your reasons only highlight your understanding of your insignificance. And it takes knowing this insignificance to understand your significance. When you come up with excuses and reasons, the Spirit of God is pouring fuel on that fire of purpose. It says, that is the very reason why I'm asking you to do it. I know that you are young. I know about your age. I know that you are not experienced. I know that you are not gifted. God is not surprised by your excuse or by your reasons. He knows, and that's the very reason why he's calling you to it, because he understands that you cannot by your own persuasion and by your own reasoning and by your own ability do what he's calling you to do. It needs his grace, and that is the entire point that you need to accept this grace of God and run with it. Several times in Scripture when he calls a servant to an assignment, the first word that he utters is, fear not. Fear not. Notice he doesn't say, your fears are invalid or of no importance to me. He just says to you and I, in the midst of it, don't be afraid. There's a group of people on this earth desperately crying out to God because of the circumstances that they face, because of the situation that they are in. And God is hearing their prayer. God is hearing their cry and is looking to answer that cry. Not with a lightning bolt from heaven, not by tearing open the skies, but by sending people into those situations. This is just his way of work. There's people desperate and hungry for the word of God. There's people desperate in this situation because they've been in that situation throughout the generations. And their children and their children's children will face that same situation because nobody comes in to break the cycle. Nobody steps in. Everybody just do, does what they can to, in the situation with the wrong attitude just to be seen by people, just to take the credit for themselves. But God is looking for men and women to say, I know I'm incapable. I know I'm not called for this. I know that this might not be the thing that I studied. 
but God is looking for people to avail themselves and to say, by your grace, I can step in because you've empowered me for purpose. We look at the life of Moses very briefly. And I thought the other night, what, what was that defining moment in the scripture where God decides that Moses is the man for the job? We know all about Moses and the history and leading the people out of Egypt. And, but what was that moment where God said, I need to answer this people's prayer? And the scripture is in Exodus chapter 2, verse 23. <clears throat> it says, years passed, king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out for help, and their cry rose up. Here's the moment where this people, the group, people from Israel, here's the defining moment where God says, I'm going to answer this prayer because I hear my people. And so many people in your circles are crying out for certain things, are crying out because they are in desperate situations, are crying out because they don't know the love of God, are crying out because year in and year out they face the same problems. And at some point, God will say, I've heard their cry, I need to send someone. In this case, Moses was the man, the one man that God will call, equip and send the right people across his path, to lead the people out. God is not surprised by the size of your assignment. It may look big. It may look impossible. But the right people will join you at the right time. You are God's answer to prayer on the earth. With everything that he's blessed you with. With all the trials and tribulations that you face. You know, sometimes you can go into a situation and not even do anything or say anything, but just the fact that you are there and you are present will make a difference. Sometimes somebody just wants someone to listen. And other times it's the complete opposite. You need to get your hands dirty. You need to tear down that system. You need to uproot that thing. You need to cast out the devil. But whatever the circumstances are, whatever the size of the assignment, the grace of God will find you in your attitude of excellence. And that is when you are empowered for purpose. Living the life of purpose is not for people who like to sit on the fence and complain. For people who have an opinion about everything and anything, but never take action, even in prayer. Some circumstances don't call for you to be there or to do anything physically. But it needs your prayer. It needs somebody to stand in the gap for those people. I listened to something the other day with the preacher was saying intercession is not about the praying. It's about bearing that burden as if it were your own. And then crying out and making that request known to the Father. Say, Lord, we are desperate. And you will be surprised at what the Spirit of God is able to do through you when you avail yourself.
So I want us to think about this going into the new year. Maybe you've just been stuck and you're facing the same cycles year in and year out. Coming to church every Sunday, being the believer that you are, reading your Bible, maybe not reading your Bible. Don't you think it's time for some fresh energy to enter into your relationship with the Father? Don't you wish just to see new dimensions of His grace unfold in your life? Don't you wish to place your hand on a situation and say, I'm going to stop being unhappy about this and start getting happy about the fact that God wants to use me in this situation? And there are many, many issues where the church needs to get involved. Not just the church here, the church as a whole. There are many circumstances where God is looking for an available man or woman. You see, when Mary was called to bear the Son of, the Son of God, of course, she didn't just say, yes, yeah, I am, I've been waiting for this. There was excuses. There were reasons. How can I be a child? I've never known a man. Jeremiah said the same thing. How can I go? I am too young. Moses, the same thing. I've got a study where I studied all the excuses of Moses. It's not a very refreshing sermon, so choose not to. But he had excuses. He had reasons. And you know what? With each one of them, they are valid reasons. Because those things were true. Jeremiah was, in fact, young. Mary did not know a man. Moses did have a problem with speech. Those things are all true. But there comes a point in time where you need to submit and say, Lord, have your way. Use me. I'm willing. And it wasn't long until the supernatural expressed itself through natural human beings where divinity meets humanity and very soon Mary delivers what one day delivers her and her people where Moses steps into the presence of God and becomes the deliverer by the grace of God what about you? what is that dream in your heart? the things that you want to do for the kingdom the things that you want to do for your family, in your workplace, in your business. Don't let us just let the days go by. The one thing I would say of 2023, it went by real quick. And next year is going to be no different. And we need to be aware of the fact that we are wasting time. The longer we go without leaving our evidence and our footprint in the troubles of this world, more and more God is going to withdraw the grace of his spirit to empower us to do things because we keep saying no. We keep resisting it. May 2024 be the year of your purpose. There's going to be a lot of things being said tonight at midnight and tomorrow morning and New Year's resolutions, and you, you do what you'd feel is the right thing to do. But don't let another year go by without leaving your mark. Don't let another year go by without you seeing the grace of God and the evidence of His Spirit 
in your life. Amen. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.